the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Thanks for joining the Bruce Hooley Show, Tuesday edition on the Answer Network, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. Uh, how much would you pay out of your own pocket to assure that the Republicans win both the House and the Senate? How much would it be worth to you? Well, it might be as simple as paying increased gas prices for the next few weeks. If you are someone like me who looks around at gas prices every day as you pass stations, Just because it's become a normal, unavoidable thing you gaze at while sitting in a traffic light or cruising on by, you've noticed that gas prices have been, well, not even really creeping up. They've been jumping up. Uh, I remember distinctly, feels like two weeks ago, maybe it's a tad longer, but not much longer, gas at the station I pass on the way to take my kids to school was $3.11 a gallon. Now, I'll admit, I believe firmly that the swing states, swing races in the midterm elections could be impacted by gas prices. And while I would love gas prices to come down to Trump levels, $2 a gallon to even $2.35 a gallon, I was a little grudgingly bummed, I guess I would say, when they were at three eleven, because I thought, well, we're all going to view gas prices like the frog in the gradually boiling water. And we're not going to remember that gas prices were two thirty a gallon under Trump when he left office, and Joe Biden has caused them by his stupid demonization of domestic energy. He has caused prices willfully to soar, and it's super condescending and super annoying, and on the edge of maddening when his cabinet members, like Pete Buttigieg and Jennifer Granholm, Energy Secretary and Transportation Secretary. Inverted, Buttigieg, Transportation, Granholm Energy. Lecture us about, well, if you just drive an electric car, you wouldn't have to worry about gas prices. Yeah, well, sure. If I had $75,000 laying around that I had no other use for, maybe I'd consider it, maybe. Although I'm not crazy about buying a new battery at ten dollars to $12,000 five or six years into my electric car experience, which I don't have to do with my still-dependable 2014 Mazda 6 sedan. Maybe a timing belt, maybe this, maybe new brakes, something. But it's not ten grand, not twelve grand, And there's no biohazard getting rid of my old brake pads like there is a Tesla battery. Okay, so anyway, I was grudgingly bummed that gas prices were coming down. And then I was grudgingly bummed, more than grudgingly, just outright bummed when they leapt to like 368. And I'm like, well, okay, that's 
not good. Then I see diesels over $5 a gallon again. And today, gas prices at my station that passes for the barometer of what gas prices are, three eighty eight. It's Producer been th- Pam, what are you seeing? It's out there? been three eighty nine in Centerburg. Yeah, I usually get gas <clears throat> down here because it's usually cheaper. Yeah. but three eighty nine is crazy. It is crazy, and you can still find it. I checked online; you can still find it three thirty five, but you can also find it well over four dollars, four thirty one, highest price in town. Wow! When Sheets is three ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I heard yesterday. Gas is high. I had a friend that posted three ninety nine yeah. several places on the west side. Three ninety nine. Like, oh no. Three ninety nine at Sheets in Johnstown, and Sheets gas is as cheap mm-hmm. as anybody's. Costco and Sheets when they hit the three eighties, the four dollars, we've got problems. But again, I will tell you, I'm willing to pay it for five more weeks to take the Senate comfortably and to take the House overwhelmingly. What's behind the rise in gas prices? OPEC and Vladimir Putin are partners. The war is going bad in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin needs money. That's why some people think he blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. I'm not sure that I believe that he blew it up. I'm not sure I can remove from the equation the possibility that we blew it up because our president has said that he could stop Nord Stream 2 If he wanted to, it was a dumb thing for him to say. He says something dumb or detached from reality virtually every day. By the way, did you hear yesterday's? Oh, yesterday. You know, we had this little thing called Hurricane Ian that blew through Fort Myers, Florida, and other parts of Florida and leveled Sanibel Island and uh, caused widespread devastation in Florida. There's still, you know, hundreds of thousands without power, although Ron DeSantis has been doing a great job, such that even some Democrats were captured yesterday on tape saying, Uh, I'm voting for Republicans because DeSantis is taking care of us in the aftermath of the hurricane. But uh, Joe Biden was not in Florida yesterday. You know, I get it. It's overblown that a president has to actually go set foot on land at a disaster site. Some people think so. I actually don't. I think it shows compassion and care for a president to go to the actual site of a disaster and just shake a few hands and tell people, you know, I saw it. Eyes on the scene gives you a greater depth of understanding. But Joe Biden didn't go to Florida yesterday. His first venture out of the White House to view the destruction of Hurricane Ian was to Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico is not a state. As much as Democrats would like to make it a state, it's not a state. And that wasn't Ian. That was Fiona. The one before. Yeah. So why is he in Puerto Rico? Well, he's in Puerto Rico because, well, he feels a certain affinity with the Puerto Rican people. Just listen. And so I... uh... I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, <laughs> politically. Oh, and so no. we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasures. Yeah, he's raised in the Puerto Another Rican story. community. So this is, a, this is a rich upbringing Joe Biden had. He used to drive an 18-wheeler. Okay. He was arrested and in prison with Nelson Mandela. <laughs> He started in college at an HBCU, a historically black university. Woo. I mean. He's a busy man. Where is he? And now he was raised in Puerto Rico. And he fought Corn Pop, of course, behind the school. This guy is a serial, unrepentant liar. Or he's just crazed and demented, which, you know, he was one before he was the other. But I digress. 
if it takes this to get rid of Biden, if it takes high gas prices, <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it for five weeks. Now, what's interesting is, why do we have high gas prices? Of course, OPEC and Vladimir Putin are in bed together. Putin needs oil prices to be even higher than they were because he needs it for the war effort. OPEC is talking about reducing supply by a 1,000 barrels a day. Reducing supply will do what? Raise the price. So that tells you how effective Joe Biden's trip was to the Middle East to beg OPEC to produce more. If he just stayed out of it, maybe they would just produce what they're already producing. Instead, they're going to produce less. Okay, so we are ultimately in this pickle because we decided not to continue ramping up our own domestic energy production. Remember, we were domestic energy independent under Donald Trump, but climate change, right? Climate change, climate change, climate change. And we're going to spend a half a trillion dollars on climate change because if Barack Obama wasted $200 billion on Solyndra, it's better to, to waste, you know, $400 billion under Joe Biden. But when gas prices become tied to your chances of becoming re-elected, it's remarkable how little climate change matters. In California, gas prices have been soaring back over $6 a gallon. And here's California Governor Gavin Newsom. Note his solution to the soaring gas prices in California. Gas prices in California have increased by a record 84 cents per gallon in just over one week. That's a $2.50 difference compared to U.S. prices. It just doesn't add up. The degree of divergence from the national prices has never happened before. And oil companies, they provide no explanation. Mm. The fact is, they're ripping you off. The record profits are coming at your expense. And that's why today I'm calling for a windfall tax to ensure these profits go directly back to help millions of Californians who are paying for this oil company extortion. In addition, earlier today, I directed the Air Resources Board to make an early transition to our winter blend gasoline. This should immediately increase Mm. supply and result in savings, savings of up to 25 cents per gallon. Now, why is winter blend gasoline cheaper? Because it doesn't have the additives in, as the summer gas, which are added to the gas to make it more environmentally friendly because more gas is burned in the summertime because more people are out driving. And so, w- why do they get winter gas when there really isn't well, winter in, other than in the mountains in California? This is a thing, too, that the Fed said when gas prices went up. They green-lighted winter blends all around the United States. Oh. In order to lower prices, but that's not good, supposedly, for the environment. So you find out how much the environment really means to these people when it (laughs) threatens their continued access to the political power that they have. By the way, uh, since the oil companies wouldn't give poor Gavin Newsom an explanation for why gas is so high in California, I can supply one because the California carbon tax and the California state gas tax adds a dollar twelve Whoa. to every gallon of gas. So if he's worried about why gas is so high, maybe he ought to look at his own stupid policies. Nobody's excited about paying higher prices for gasoline, but if we can get Republican control of the Senate out of it, uh, I'm fine with it.
the momentary bump that Democrats seem to be getting in the midterms from whatever it was. Just when things are going well one way politically, they tend to swing back the other way. And then we had the overturn of Roe versus Wade and people got very, very exorcised about presumed lack of access to abortion. And there was a big hullabaloo about the 10-year-old girl from Ohio having to go to Indiana to get an abortion when she was raped. Uh, That's a false narrative, by the way. She did not have to go to Indiana to get an abortion. She went. She got an abortion in Indiana. But the Attorney General Dave Yost has said that it's the law would have allowed her to get an abortion here because she was sexually assaulted. So they like to present the exception scenario as the typical scenario. It is rarely that. But now the pendulum is swinging back toward Republicans. In Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz has made a big move on John Fetterman. In Arizona, Blake Masters is still behind Mark Kelly, but he's much closer. You could see if Carrie Lake wins the governorship, she might carry Mark Kelly across the line. The same as the hope in Georgia, where Herschel Walker is running neck and neck with Raphael Warnock. And now they're saying that Herschel Walker paid for a secret abortion one time. And just the Democrats, man, they have no integrity. They are smearing J.R. Majewski up in northwest Ohio to try to get Marcy Captor to the finish line because, you know, I think Marcy was elected to Congress right after the Revolutionary War, and she just can't bear the thought of uh, having to leave. Uh, So they make up stories, they fight dirty, and Monday night we will have a debate between the Senate candidates, Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance. And having had J.D. on the show yesterday, I tried to tell him, like, look, do what Carrie Lake does. Make the people at the debate ask Tim Ryan the questions that they ask you about abortion. J.D. Vance will have to defend, oh, you're, you're not going to protect the mother in cases of rape and incest? Well, make Tim Ryan articulate a position. Tim Ryan will say, nobody's in favor of late-term abortion. Okay, good. Are you saying right now, Tim Ryan, that you would oppose abortion in the third trimester? That you would sign a constitutional amendment against abortion in the third trimester? Would you sign that amendment? Tim Ryan, because he doesn't want to speak in specifics about abortion. He wants to speak in general. Like, well, nobody's for it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because it's just ridiculous. Nobody's for it. This is the leftist position on everything. They take a position. You take issue with their position. And then they say, well, why are you making such a big deal out of my position? I'm not I'm not saying it's my position. I mean, I I think it's everybody's position, not just mine. Well, is it yours? So another vulnerable area for Tim Ryan is that Ohioans, and I really think hopefully all people, expect when you are elected to do a job that you, you know, show up and do the job. Tim Ryan is tied for first in the number of sessions in the 107th House of Representatives that he has missed. Now, he has missed it. He says, because you have to say, while you're absent, you need a note from your parents. I can't come to Congress and vote because of the ongoing public health emergency. COVID, I guess. But meanwhile, I guess COVID has been confined to Washington, D.C. or to the House of Representatives because Tim Ryan has been out campaigning all throughout the state of Ohio. He's been flying to California to attend fundraisers. Well, yesterday, some reporter, and I wish I knew who it was because I would laud them for 
holding Ryan's feet to the fire on this. They asked Tim Ryan about his repeated absences from Congress. And as you listen to this, you will hear him defend it, and not only defend it, but he will voice the hope that it also, which right now it's not in effect in the Senate, but he's hoping that it becomes the law in the Senate. So I guess he can phone it in there, too. Let me ask you about that trip again, though, to California. Prior to the fundraiser that you went out there for, you submitted a letter to the House clerk and informed her you would not be voting in person due to the ongoing public health emergency. How does that square with going out to California for a fundraising trip? Well, I think Congress has changed with uh, proxy voting. And I think, like most workplaces, um, you can do certain things when you don't actually have to be in the office. And voting is one of them. And I wanted to make sure that my votes were cast, that I was on the record supporting uh, you know, bills that were on the House floor. I think it was important for me to, to be on record. And, and now we have this mechanism to do it, so I think we should do it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to certainly keep doing it, and I hope the Senate adopts it as well. I think we need to modernize Congress, and this is finally a step that makes Congress operate a little bit more like uh, businesses do, and I think that's a good thing. Okay, let's just stop Tim Ryan right there. Have you ever watched how they do legislative business in Washington, D.C.? Somebody gets up in front of the body. They make their points. Somebody in the audience goes up and refutes their point. Can you really fully engage in that process if you're zooming it, zooming it in? You're stream yarding it in? What are they going to do? Are they going to take like somebody's Apple phone up there and have Tim Ryan make his case? That's a ludicrous position for him to take. Here's more. But you went out there for a, a fundraiser, but your, your reason for proxy voting was due to the ongoing public health emergency. How does that square? Well, the public health emergency is why they shifted to proxy voting, uh, and that's what's in place now. So He's not answering the question, you'll notice. He said, how does that square? And Ryan's like saying, well, this is why they, they instituted proxy voting. Yeah, but it's not in effect now. It doesn't apply now. Proxy voting... Uh, and that's what's in place now. So I will continue to utilize that as a, as a mechanism if I can't make vote, their votes, which I don't think there will be. But while I'm here in Ohio campaigning, I will continue to use proxy voting. It's like it's, it's zooming in the office. I mean, it's the modern day version of that. So I don't make any apologies for that. I make no apologies for it. He already knows how he's going to vote anyway. So he wouldn't be listening to the speaker that's maybe presenting something new anyway. You are there to be the people's representative. You are there to represent the people who put you there. You are not doing the job you have been elected to do. And I just don't think Ohioans should elect this person to the Senate for myriad reasons. But the main reason is because he obviously shows no interest in engaging in the process as it is designed to be engaged in. I want my representatives to physically be present in the House of Representatives and in the United States Senate. If it's too much trouble for you, Tim, then don't run for the office. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.